The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. The thing about the very good adventuring team's last adventure is... The skeleton monster pursuing our heroes is tripped in the road. Shortly after, the gang makes quick work of it. Despite Peter's best efforts, Fjorten steals a bone. The gang arrives in Garfokio and returns their friend to his home. They eat lasagna and stay at the local inn. The next day, they go to see Gar and are able to convince him to let them all nap. Peter wakes up from his nap. He helps his friends become more comfortable than roams into town. Jeff wakes up next. He pets Gar and it's great. He too returns to town, in search of beef. Fjorten wakes up last. He also strolls into town and has some amazing high fives. A great day is had by all. The next day, the gang begins their journey back to their home. They discover a shrine to Hyaea, though they are too dumb to notice what it really means. They discover a stone cylinder with the words Dark Seed Shakes inscribed upon it, and our adventure carries on. Jeff, give me the last adventuring roll of the day. Ten. Wait a second. So that's just that's just that's just what happened. <laughs> I mean, do you want to you want to riff on that a little I, bit? Do you want to? No, I mean, it is what it is. I was just I'm just curious. I didn't think that would just be like that's it. So well, I guess I mean, uh, it looks like. Um, I feel like we should react to what just happened. Oh, please do. I thought I, I was. Yes. Okay. I am sad. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how Scooter Buddy um, found those giant snake balls. Um, but uh, was the snake attached still? I mean, yeah, I feel like we need to take some depth on on snake balls because, like, snakes don't have balls. Not normally. Is it was it like it was a snake slithering through the grasslands Wait. with like truck nuts tied to it? Uh, they're actually g- giant snake eggs, um, but Jeff thought they were balls, and, uh, and we're like, 
oh, those aren't, dogs aren't supposed to, in this world, uh, it's not onions that dogs can't have, it's snake eggs. And, um, two, two large snake eggs. Two, he, and he, oh. it's bad enough he ate one, but, yeah, uh, shit, he ate two. And, mm. uh, yeah. You were, you saw from over by the wagon, you were like, scooter buddy, get away from those snake remember balls. No, we remember, don't know if they're venomous. Well, you remember that, that scene in, um, and what is that? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He like catches it before he eats an egg. He's like, bad snake eggs. It's like the monkey in the next room died. Oh, yeah. Bad dates. It's kind of like that. Bad but, dates. That's what it but was. But here it's just bad snake eggs. Bad snake eggs. So we hardly knew you, Scooter Buddy. Yeah. But um, I was super happy with coming up with that last name, too. It was a good. It was a good last name. And now Scooter Buddy's no more. All because Jeff had to kill him off. Hope you're happy with yourself. The what? second word that was said died. It was a random encounter. I mean, I guess we got to kill off a main character every now and again. It's, it's true. Yeah, he only had three hit points, so it wasn't a whole lot to li- live. It feels with. like a whole waste of my plot point. By the way, I used my plot point to give Jeff, like, you know, a beloved pet. A beloved pet. And what does he do? Fucking kills him off the first chance he gets. What do you have to say for yourself, really? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I should get a plot point. You should get it back. Everything. There's no refunds. Damn it. Sorry if you didn't uh, get the value you wanted out of your plot point. Should have had a fucking... We're learning a lot tonight, I guess. Yeah. Well, did everybody get their feels out for that one? I, um... That was a real tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for anybody in the audience that is uh, crying right now. <laughs> over you can, the, you can tell we're pretty broken up about it. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Jeff. Fucking oh. heartless savages. Yeah. Could, could have been a beloved tertiary character, but no. Got about as much love as... Uh, what the fuck was your dog's name in the last campaign? Starfish. Starfish. Yeah. Moon Moon. Every time we're just like, oh yeah, what about... Starfish. Is Starfish with us? Are we... We've been adventuring for 17 years, but is the dog with us? You know what I would do if I had a plot point right now? What's that? I would say, oh, it turns out Scooter Buddy is actually a scooter girl and, like, she was pregnant and then we saved a puppy and... We had a plot point. Even though though Scooter Buddy died. We could have, but we ended that encounter and never never will do that again. I know, but that's what I would do. Okay. Mm. Mm, Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, there's a lot of different coyotes and jackals in the world we can adopt. Flash kill the whole family. I actually had a bunch of plans for Scooter. I had, like, a lot of shit written up. <laughs> and it was going to be... It was going to be so awesome. Because Jeff, Jeff oh, was like, hey, God. can I level up Scooter? And I was like, I'm going to look up some stuff about that. <laughs> and then the next... <laughs> and the I'm next thing he did was murder. Five. He got, like, a new toy and he got bored with it already. It's all right. Maybe you'll find another animal, a scooter buddy too. Mm-hmm. Remember how everybody loved Glenn and the Walking Dead? <laughs> you win some, you lose some. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna find his his long lost sibling, Pooter. Pooter buddies. Pooter buddies. I wish there were more Pooter buddies. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same. It doesn't feel to it. Well, that happened, so now we're all sad. Yeah, it's kind of a roller coaster. We we're feeling so great. After getting out of Garfokio mm-hmm. with those awesome naps, and now Scooter Buddy fucking dies. 
and now we're not so great. And it's a quiet journey home. The remainder of your day is spent in quiet contemplation, reflecting back on what could we have done differently? Was there a different way we could have gone about this? Perhaps we could have cared more, but Scooter on a leash, not said died as the second thing. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe, Maybe there was all kinds of things we could have done to preserve Scooter's life, but dust in the wind... All we are is scooter buddies. (laughs) And so it ends. You spend a quiet evening by the campfire. You are just out, uh, you know, a short journey away, not quite outskirts of town, but you are, uh, you're back in safer territory out on the edge of Terragard. And it's been a long journey. It's been an arduous journey. Seemingly there were so many random things that happened to you you made some friends you lost some friends and now you're back home yay the following morning consists of getting up a handful of miles outside of town you just didn't want to make those last couple of strenuous miles especially with the emotional burdens you're all carrying and uh you make your way back into town here you are returned to terragard your beloved home full of delightful characters and laughs and mysteries and all the things that a Dungeons and Dragons hometown should have. You journey your way back to the sneaky brisket. You pull in with uh, Stuart's sadness of a, of a lost beloved wife in tow and uh, uh, Dugas Melsh's wagon. Mm-hmm. You've got, by the way, Dugas Armstrong seeds. And uh, here you are. It's uh, let's call it like ten in the morning. It's a, it's a foggy, foggy morning in early summer. Uh, what well, are like midsummer now, aren't we? What would you like to do with your time? Well, has it only been like a? Has it only been like a day since we got from Garfokio? Yeah, there was one day in between. Oh, I didn't know Garfokio was so close. It is. You could visit at any time. Wow. Okay. Anytime you feel like you need a good solid nap on a vacation, you could you could journey on over. Good to know. We could make this a regular cast of recurring characters. Who knows? Can we import lasagna to Terragard? Make a training hey. run? Don't see why not. That's what we should do. Plan on doing there? Yep. Set up a lasagna trade? Yep. What would we trade it for? Uh, what, I don't know. Uh, gra- everybody. Gravy. gravy melons. Yeah. A gravy melon for a lasagna trade. They- we have access to gravy melons at a good wholesale price. I don't hmm. know. Do we we don't really know any farmers. Yeah, we're not that we're not that far into this campaign, are we? To the economics of it, are we? I mean, we haven't really delved too deep, mm-hmm. but we're not really that far into the least interesting part of any D and D adventure. Is that mm-hmm. is that what you're trying to say? It. Uh, I mean, we could we could start adventuring down the completely non-adventure line if you wanted to. Yeah, let's start. I. Sh- we should start Dungeons sp- and Dragons, banking and spreadsheets, trade routes. <laughs> I was just going to say, we should start a spreadsheet. <laughs> so, so how many gold can we get for lasagna? Yeah. And What's the gravy melon to lasagna uh, economy ratio? Are there tariffs on Garfokio? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're, you're coming across... Oh, it's a form T-38. Oh, oh, it's a form T-30. A wild T-38 appears. What do you do? What's this I hear about your TPS reports? Um... I want to. Well, I've been a long trip. I just want to. I want to take a shower and. Should we turn in our so spice? 
I'm not fucking worried about that. We can do that at any time. So I, when you guys can do that. I'm going to go like take a bath and like smoke some drugs and just kind of chill out for the rest of the day. We're going our separate ways and I'm heading to the tavern where um, where um, Holden Tall Style is and I'm going to have some drinks, think about the losses and kind of ponder over my new found uh, cylinder. Mm. Say, what is this about? So we got a little bit of bathing. We got a little bit of drinking. Jeff, you're back in town. What do you want to do with yourself? Bathing actually sounds pretty good. Uh, we've been on the road. Got to wash the filth off. I'm going to go down to the river and bathe. And then I'm probably going to go to uh, the tea place. What's it called? Oh, I know what you're thinking about. Tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go... By the way, when I smoke drugs, I'm going to go smoke them with Adam McNutt. Oh, does, I didn't realize Adam McNutt smoked drugs, but it totally makes sense now that you've said it. Yeah, he, f- he totally fucking smokes drugs. All right, so let's let's kind of play this out one by one. So, um, Peter, you uh, it's relatively early in the morning, and you meander your way down to the... Oh, motherfucker, I can't remember what they're called. And I just updated the map, though, so let's get this, let's get this fucking map on. The Devonshire Estate. Indeed. What are you giggling about? Is it another? No. That's quest-related, kind of. The picture for Fauna Frickin' Trees. The old lady from Titanic dropping the thing over. Yeah. <laughs> the heart of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Did you find that picture, or did I? Um, I, I think, think you I found did. that. Yeah, I think I did, yeah. Yeah, I found a lot of the pictures, but that was one that you came up with, and I was like, fucking well done. Yeah, that's a good one. What are you doing, you stupid old lady? <laughs> I have a memory of getting drawn and fucked one time. I'm going to drop <laughs> this priceless jewel in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I didn't have it. Oh. What? How does that make sense? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy old bat. Can you imagine being in that situation? Some old lady spins you this, like, four-hour yarn about when she used to be hot and she banged this dude that died because she wouldn't let him on the fucking door in the ocean or whatever. And then she's like, Oh, so I have the priceless gem. There it goes! Like, <laughs> just whoop the you're like, what? what? That's seven miles to the bottom, too, so it can flirt off anyway. Not like you can send your sub down and get it. Zero fucking chance you're ever gonna see the heart of the ocean again. Because what was her fucking name? I can't even remember. Rose. 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 Because Rose dumped that shit in the ocean. Anyway, that's the best dick I ever had. (laughs) He fucked me in a Model T. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they have a Model T on the fucking Titanic anyway? (laughs) More like a Model O, if you know what I mean. There was some internal combustion that night. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, we got to yeah, load they... the Titanic with provisions. Well, we'll need some Model T's <laughs> to <Yeah>. fuck in. <laughs> like. <laughs> when was the Model T made? Not only was there a Model T, they were bringing the Model T from England to America. That's what I was thinking, America. too. I'm like, wait a second. Well, Yeah. We brought it all the way there, and they were like, what are we going to do with this? So I'll we're bringing it, it back. back. <laughs> yeah, the Model T sold from 1908 to 1927. So somehow they got a Model T over to England, and now they're going to just ship it back. 
I mean, Priceless. there's some rich dude that's like, you know what? This is my favorite Model T to bang in. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, it's the first mass produced car and they made them for fucking 20 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like they were fucking everywhere and you'd like. That's like bringing home your favorite golf ball. It was almost the only car. Isn't that crazy? Imagine that being the only car. I guess it's pro- it was probably just fucking amazing anyway. Everybody was amazed every time they saw one. How does it run? On witches? Throw <laughs> <laughs> it in the ocean. See if it floats. This is the witch tank. <laughs> this is where the potion powder goes. It yeah. passes through the witch later here. Yeah, where do you get gas? Like, do you think it was easy to get back then? I always think of, whenever I think of like old timey in cars, I always think of uh, when Mr. Burns goes out for a drive and goes to like the gas station and the guy's like, what can I do for you? And he's like, refill the tank with petroleum distillate and vulcanize the tires. (laughs) (laughs) Did they run on kerosene maybe, the early ones? I don't know. What if you had to like make your own like everything else back then? Make your own gas. I think... Your own I think farm churning petroleum. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> if you're rich enough to own a Model T, you're not making your own anything. <laughs> well, you'd, someone's making it for you, but yeah. $500? <laughs> Who can afford that? <laughs> Here I am at home whittling my own buttons. <laughs> I don't know. Now, I'm Model T used for fuel. Model T fuel. It was built as a gasoline engine. While not engineered specifically for multi-fuelability, its simple, robust design allowed it to successfully run a variety of combustible fuels, including um, benzene, ethanol, and with various other aftermarket attachments, kerosene. So were, were the, did gasoline exist before, uh, before the Model T? It must have. Did they use it for other things, I wonder? When would uh, combustible trains? Lawnmowers. Well, I mean, a lot of those are... <laughs> just like... Trains ran on steam and boilers uh, and coal. Right, exactly. I mean, that's just stopped what by the... we put a, a seat on this lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> and thus the car was born. By Gove! Huh. It's the first time U.S. ethanol gasoline was in 1923, so it was just other combustible stuff. Oh, they're just running it out. Whatever burnable <laughs> yeah. liquids they had laying around. Wait a second, right? will this light on fire? Yeah, throw it in the tank. Those engines must have lasted a long time. Oh, yeah. Did you know that you can make uh, an apparatus where you put wood into it? Uh, and it makes it basically makes ethanol and then burns it to like turn a car over? I saw it on some weird Survivor kind of show a while back. I saw it. That sounds back like Back to the Future. Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. They fusion. A banana peel and yeah. some beer and a can. <laughs> The fusion reactor in Factorio is based on him, Mr. Fusion. <laughs> so let's uh, let's do this uh, let's do this one at a time. So so let's uh, let's take this let's take this one at a time here, uh, and we go to we cut scene maybe a, maybe a star fade to Peter, and he's had his bath and he's toweling off and he's getting himself ready. And you see an idea come across. You can almost see the light bulb above his head. And he thinks to himself, I'm going to go smoke drugs with Adam McNutt. Fucking right. That sounds and, like a great idea. And yeah, man. Like, so you gather up your uh, your drugs and your, your brand new pipe for your uh, fucking, what did we call it again? What was the street name? It was called Flass. Flass. Okay. 
So you grab your little bit of flask and you head on over to the McNutt, uh, the McNutt basement parlor at the Devonshire Estates, and you knock on the door. McNutt answers, and he's like, "Oh, hey, hey, man, hey, uh, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here?" Hey, man, I just got back from a long trip, and uh, well, I haven't seen you in a while, and uh, check this out, man. I got a new pipe and some flasks. Flas, you got awesome flas. Wow, what's, what's? I don't know that I've ever done f- some f- flas. Is it gonna be? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you come on, come on in? Let's, uh, let's, let's smoke some. It's smoke. You smoke in the pipe, flas. Yeah, put the flas in the pipe, and you put the pipe in your mouth, and you smoke it. Put the flas in the pipe, you nut, and smoke it all together. <laughs> And I actually, I don't remember the last time I actually had a chance to catch up with Adam. I don't really know, because we had our whole adventure, like, with the frogs, and I probably visited with them shortly after that. But You did, yeah. But uh, that might have been the last time, so. That's probably been about, uh, man, somewhere between tw- 10 and 15 days ago. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, uh, you know two weeks ish since you've uh had some had some mcnutt time so time to get mcnutty so i'm like dude you're never gonna believe the shit that happened on our last trip let's smoke this flask and i'll tell you all about it mm-hmm. so you guys get you guys get a little flasked up you get a little flaccid and uh and you you like montage away explaining and it's like it's like that scene in uh, in Star Wars where C three PO is telling the story and you're like Oranto Gosh, Oranto Gosh, and like <laughs> I don't McNutt even remember just, that scene. I don't <laughs> what where he's ta- where he's fucking explaining like the uh, he's C three PO is telling the Star Wars story to the Ewoks. Oh yes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I gotcha. Itu Chapa, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole fucking thing where he's doing the special effects. It's like you're a fucking robot with recordings of everything. You can't just make the actual sounds. It's been uh, there's so many Star Wars movies that happened since that one. Mm. Mm. It's easy to forget the good ones. That's true. Anyway, I saw this one. Uh, <laughs> it was a meme. It was like, uh, which one was it? Where. BB-8 is like dragging CP3, uh, C-3PO's head behind him or something. Oh, yeah. And this it, is such a drag. And then it's like, it's George Lucas's face like laughing over and over again. Uh-huh. Like, what a yeah. fucking terrible joke. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to appeal to everybody. Uh, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. I mean, there's a big audience for that movie. It's It's weird to think about like how good the originals are. Like knowing that he made... They're not good. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I love those movies. I love them way more than I should, but they're bad movies with bad stories, like objectively bad. Which are the original Star Wars? Wars. I don't, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. Yeah. I can't agree with that. Mm, I don't know, man. For, for, for that time and that era, like that was pretty good. So you, you have a great you have a great uh, you have a great recap with uh, with McNutt. Cool. Well, it was good to 
reconnect with him and catch up with my good friend. He tells you a little bit about some of his recent uh, thrift store finds. Shows you some of uh, shows you some pants that he got. That I mean, you're like, wow, look at all the pockets. Like you did a great job. Cool. What else has been happening like in town? Anything weird? He, you know, he's kind of like he's kind of McNutt's in a weird spot right now because. The frog thing didn't turn out the way he thought it would. And so he's kind of in this like recalibrate the conspiracy. And so like he just doesn't really know what to make of the world right now. So he's he's kind of in this he, he's he's fluctuating. Is he is he like okay? Do I see like he's in a funk or like you know, how do I It's not a funk. He's just not like he's not like talking the conspiracy theory because he hasn't worked out he hasn't worked out what's happened yet. Okay. Okay. Like he hasn't rearranged the yarn on the wall between the photos and the drawings yet. Gotcha. But like you can tell he's got a work in progress. He's going to come up with a new theory that explains all of the weird shit in town. Gotcha. I'm looking forward to it. We cut over, I think this time is the wipe fade uh, to Fjorten. And uh, Fjorten makes his way over to the bar. Holden Tall style is holding down the fort. Mm-hmm. Hey, behind the bar, and he sees you, and he's like, "Oh, Fjorten, come have a drink." And he uh, he goes over to the the semi tall part of the bar, you know, the not the not the shallow end or the deep end, but the middle part, you know, where the, there's that just that weird little slope that freaked you out, mm-hmm. but, you know, that there. rope in between that. And like some people can go over here, some people. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you are. You uh, what are you what are you drinking today? Um. Today, um, I don't know. I feel like a some something something light, something um, maybe a little less than donkey barley, maybe like like <clears throat> pony pony barley or something. Pony piss. Pony pony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the alliteration just hit me. That's a pretty good one. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna make you a, a local legendary drink called a pony piss. It's a uh, uh, it's a it's a gin drink with uh, maybe some mint. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a, it's like a mojito with gin and mm-hmm. instead of sugar, it's gravy melon juice. It gets the it gets the name because it's an awfully distinct coloration, but mm. and so the joke was always told, but it didn't stop people from having it. Yeah, it's it turns out it's really tasty. It's really tasty. It's uh yeah yeah yeah. That's what I'm having here, and so yeah, I imagine he would be there and. I was like, Pony Pussy, he says, I, I bet you would have one. And then he does the old butt clench and whips the towel away. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Already ready for me. Huzzah. He could sell you. He could tell you were coming. He knew where I was coming. Yeah. What you going to talk about? Well, more, more along the lines of I'm going to let him keep doing his work around and I'm just going to stare at this cylinder and um, kind of peruse upon it <laughs> some more. I'm like, you state. Shake it around and realize that there's there's something more to this that I can think about. I'm not mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. how I'm going to get to it. Um, maybe I'll think of different ways of maybe trying to smash it. Maybe take it to a religious um, person in town. Maybe take it to mom, figure it out. But just kind of figure out what I'm doing here. It's a, it's a low-key morning. Low-key. Yeah. Staring at your cylinder, rolling it back and forth on the bar. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Do you think that anybody knows the name Colvic Darkseed and Darkseed Shakes? The Darkseed Shake. Maybe on other parts. Um, 
I don't know how close are we to uh, Kingsbury. Uh, you're on the other side of the continent. Yeah, quite I, a ways away. I mean, that there was good locally, but I'm not sure if that really took off like Kolvik wanted it to. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we never really did it, and he went away. Um, as far as I know, the rumor goes, he kind of just disappeared one day. So, mm-hmm. but I don't think the Sheikh really made it this far. So I don't yeah. think really anybody would really know. Well, that's a pretty long time ago. They know too. the name of uh, Kolvik Dark Seed, but. The connection just, I don't think with that religion we're all making it yeah, together. Gotcha. Okay. So you have yourself a quiet uh, quiet morning and afternoon just kind of rolling this thing back and forth. Would you, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, the circle fade, you know, where it's the circle, this is the, the not the starburst, but the circle fade out from the center to stick with the Star Wars theme. Solid one. And we mosey our way on over to Jeff. Jeff, uh... Tell me, tell me about your your morning and afternoon. Oh, I went down to the river and washed the grime of the road off. And I'm going to go head over and see Emma at, I don't remember the name of the tea place. Tattle. Tattle. Tattle for tea. You head on over to Tattle. You're freshly bathed, you know. Not perfumed and coiffed or anything like that because, well, you're a barbarian after all. Who would do such barbaric things? I'd say you have a languorous uh, sort of bathing time down by the river. Maybe you uh, you had a, a little bit of a beat down with a couple of the um, uh, fucking the womb fish down there. <laughs> you see them down, they just take a show. Get out of here. It's just like, you know, while you're bathing, every once in a while you just punch one in the water. <laughs> Do you ever get uh, worried about werewolves at all? The werewolves? Yeah. Look like I'm worried about werewolves. No, he doesn't. I'm like... Almost eight feet tall. Alright. They afraid of him. Hey there, VGAT fans. I'd like to talk a little more seriously than usual this time around. Uh, First of all, I want to warn you that the second half of this episode contains a great deal of references to drugs and to addiction. If that's a trigger for you, you might want to skip ahead to the next episode. If our commentary and adventuring is any indication, that topic is going to keep coming up, and I just want all of you to be aware of that. Second, I want to tell all of you that we understand the seriousness of addiction and the effects it can have on individuals, families, and communities. I'm not joking when I tell you that I have direct personal experience with this. That said, uh, sometimes humor is the only way some of us have of dealing with these painful situations and memories, so, uh, you know, please cut us a little slack if this topic does bother you. Finally, I, uh, I want to let all of you know that there's a service in the U.S. called the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Hotline. Their phone line is 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. If you are not in the U.S., there are probably similar services to where you are. Uh, or, you know, at least I hope there are. Opioids are a very popular drug to abuse these days, but, you know, drug abuse in general and mental health issues are a very serious issue. If you have a struggle with mental health or personal addiction of any kind, I want you to stop listening to this podcast right now and seek help. Right now. Your life is unique in all of history, in all of the universe, 
There has never been another individual with your unique experiences, and that's precious. It might not feel like it right now, but there is value in that. There is value in you. You might not understand the value you have, but I promise you it's there. Someone will miss you if you were gone. And as long as that's true, as long as there is at least one life that could be made better by you, then it is worth being here. So please, I beg all of you to be here, to stay here, to seek help. You can make the world better if you do. So you get yourself all uh, all cleansed up. The dirt of the road is washed off. By this point, it's probably a good solid two in the afternoon or so. The lunch rush is out. There's maybe one or two customers in here. And, uh, you know, not really anybody that you know or care about. Uh, but as you come in, you see Emma with her back to you at the uh, back behind the, the bar. And uh, the little... I feel like she's got one of those, like, the little bells, you know, that when the when the door goes over it, it rings it. And, uh, she says, just a minute, as you walk your way across the bar, and eventually she turns and she says, oh, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's you. Did you come for some tea? I did. She says, have a seat. She takes a moment, furrows her tiefling brow, and says, oh... I remember. Do you want the same, or do you want to try something new today? Hmm. Is there anything exciting that I should try that is new? She says, well, what do you have to do for the rest of your day? Not a lot. She says, I think I know what we can do. And she goes back, and she kind of grabs from a couple of familiar jars, so you think you're going to get just about the same sort of thing. And then uh, she... Reaches down underneath the bar and she pulls out this um, uh, this blood red, like mason jar looking thing. It's got the little the little wire spring, you know, latch sort of apparatus that a mason jar has. Uh, but it's it's totally uh, what's the word? Opaque, translucent, transparent, opaque. Is that the that's the series? Yeah. So it's you can't see through it at all. It's opaque, very like a blood red glass. And she, uh, she takes a tweezers out and she pulls the tiniest little, like a stick out of this thing and drops it in your tea and then pours the water in and slides it over to you, giving you an expectant look. I slam it down. <laughs> As one does with exquisite uh -huh. tea. <laughs> I'm a barbarian after all. Shotgun that tea. Did you have to hold it like like a Hulk hole, something like just between your finger and your uh, your uh, pointer there, your your pointer and your thumb? <laughs> Holds it delicately, but still throws it back. Yeah. Uh, so you you slam this back, and she goes, oh oh oh, all at all at once. Okay, <coughs> okay. Uh, she says, well, hang out here for just a second. She goes over and kind of putters around with the other customers for just a minute. It's maybe like, uh, let's call it like. 10 minutes or so uh, before she gets back around the counter and uh, I'm going to have you make me a let's actually do some dice here constitution save yes 
Who doesn't love dice? Don't yes me. No dice. A 15 plus 5, 20. With a 20. It's about 10 minutes later. She, she kind of like, you know, almost in like a flirty kind of way, comes around the side of the bar, uh, puts both elbows on the bar surface, puts her chin in her uh, two hands, and looks at you and says, so? And you get the feeling that she's looking for something, but she's kind of like, uh, the tea? And you're just, like, you're not feeling whatever she thinks you should have been feeling. It was delicious. <laughs> She's like, oh, hmm. Well, I guess I misjudged. Maybe I should have put in a little more. Well, next time we can do a little more. So where have you been? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Oh, adventuring. You know, fucking with cults, grabbing spices, this kind of shit. She says, ooh, cults. Was it an orgy cult? It was an orgy cult. Oh, those are the best kind of cults. We didn't really get to be in an orgy, though. It was kind of disappointing. Hmm. Well, that's a situation you'll have to fix soon. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Maybe I'll start a cult. She says, ooh, can I join? What's it going to be? Ooh, that's a good question. What would my cult be? What kind of cult would you have? What would your cult be? The cult of... Should we ad-lib this one again? It worked out so well last Yeah, it really did. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. We should never do that again. We should again. really just do that. And it'll tell us what a cult is. I was like is. jumping into a river holding onto an anvil. I, I, I think we should do it more, though. All right, I'll give it one last time. Uh, you guys get th three words to describe what the cult would be, and we're going to start with Peter. Uh, so is it the cult of the... Cult of... You get to go from there. Cult of the crazy... Dying. Cock. <laughs> cult of the crazy dying cock. This didn't go so well. <laughs> dying I mean, again. I, I know. Dying. I thought it was more of a joke of anything, but you just went with it. Cult of the crazy. Um, oh, no. It's fucking done. Man. I, it's fucking yeah. done. You're going to. That's uh, the whole point of the ad lib is that we need to be punished by our. As, as stupidity. <laughs> I was talking with somebody the other day and they were like, you know, sometimes you just need to sit in your discomfort and experience it. And that's where we're going to be right now. You guys are going to sit in the cult of the dying cock. And, like, things had been going, Go like, pretty smooth in your conversation with Emma. in the corner of the cult of the dying cock. And, and you're, like, just out of nowhere, like, some shred of whatever was in the tea must have gotten to you. And she's like, oh, well, what kind of a cult would it be? And you're like, cult of the dying cock. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. Crazy dying cock. And she kind of, like, sits upright and looks at you and is like, oh, uh, like a... Rooster or a, never mind. I I'm I gotta go check on my customers. I'll be back in a minute. Uh -huh. Charisma minus a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she goes out. She takes a couple minutes to to check on customers, and you're kind of feeling a little bit awkward of like, wow, that was maybe not the best idea. But she comes back after a couple of minutes, and uh, and she seems to have put it behind her, and it's very clear that she's like. Let's put this behind us and talk about other things. Um, so you guys strike up your conversation again. You have a little more talk about being on the road. And maybe you mentioned Garfokio. She's like, oh, I've never been there. And, you know, it's just sort of a, an interesting and pleasant conversation about not the cult of the crazy dying cock. 
and they never ad-libbed again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that I think that about rounds out what you guys do. Maybe you get together later for some dinner, uh, whatever else you got to do, and uh, and that wraps up your first day back in town. I have several small pieces of business. Josh, I wanted to ask you, um, when you went up to level four in one of our recent play sessions, you boosted your constitution, if I believe. Remember right? Yes. Did you retroactively add hit points for going up in constitution? I didn't. Okay, I believe I owe you an additional three hit points then for your maximum. Oh, yeah. Or really, you owe yourself. Nice. 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 I did want to point you guys towards two things that I created. Um, they are Flasite and Godflotsam. Mm -hmm. I have created pages for those in the uh, Roll20 handy handy pages thingies. I'm just going to go over the Flasite because that's A, been used more often and B, was the first one I did. So fuck it. I'm just going to do it. First of all, I found this sweet fucking picture of Flasite that I really enjoy. Ooh. It looks like a rock with blue hair it's hairy and crystal that's cool. what we call it on the street the hairy crystal hairy crystal it's like the dark crystal but with less muppets yeah you got a hairy crystal you got any wig <laughs> uh so i'm cool. just gonna go ahead and, and kind of read down the list here um because i was i i dug around on the internet for an extensive amount of time probably far too much looking for good fifth edition addiction rules and i'm gonna be honest um Great credit to the people who have come up with things out there. I've found a couple of wikis and some other things. There were some really good, interesting things out there, but I'm just going to say that mine are better. <laughs> hey, yeah. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, That's I don't great. know if they're actually better, but I, I think it'll be easier for us to work with. Uh, it's very humble of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, too, am exceptionally humble. <laughs> so, the... So the two things that I wanted to point out is um, Flas and God Flotsam, which I wrote up some new rules of addiction for, as mentioned, and I want to go through those real quick. I like. I like that there's a penny for scale. Isn't that great? Where? Oh, how cute is that? The international <laughs> symbol of scale, mm -hmm. either the banana or the penny. So I found this cute picture of Flas. It looks like a punk rock girl as a rock. Flasite, a.k.a. Flas, is a naturally occurring mineral which, when smoked by most humanoids, will create a temporary boost to charisma as described under effects. Flasite is found in certain arid regions or very dry caves. It forms in very fine blue clusters resembling hair. The effects, by the way, this is a very exciting section. I was very, hap very happy with this. Yes. It costs one action to smoke the flasite. Which includes packing the pipe, lighting it, inhaling it, and exhaling it. The mm. effect of smoking flasite is instantaneous if this action is successful. However, this is, I didn't actually write in the description, but if somebody like swats the pipe out of your hand, well, you don't get, you don't get high. Uh, I did rewrite some of these rules, so if anybody's going to uh, fact check me on previous episodes or whatever else, know that I did change this. I changed some of the effects. So, the creature gains plus two to charisma checks for ten minutes. When this effect wears off, the creature gains a minus two to charisma checks for six hours. That specifically is different because originally I said charisma score, in other words, the base number, not the modifier. 
I'm changing that to be the modifier is what's affected. So if you currently have like a plus three to charisma, this would get you up to plus five and then down to minus one. Uh, the creature is unable to have an erection for the entire duration, referred to as vitamin E deficiency. <laughs> and flasite is addictive. See below rules for addiction. And this is the part that I came up with. I would invite community feedback to let me know how you guys feel about addiction. But um, I felt like the rules that were out there that I saw about addiction just, I don't know, they didn't seem accurate to reflect addiction um, and also just didn't seem interesting from a mechanical perspective. So I tried to come up with something, fucking tell me if I'm stupid. Each time a creature uses Flasite, they must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw, gaining a point of addiction for each failure. The effects of addiction are described in the table below. A creature with at least one level of addiction to flasite must make a DC-10 constitution saving throw each time they complete a long rest. On a success, the addiction is reduced by one level. There is no effect on a failure. So now the effects are as follows of actual addiction. If you have one to two levels of addiction, you get a negative one penalty to all charisma checks unless you have consumed flasite in the last 24 hours. And all of these effects, I'm just going to stop saying that because it's on all of them. Basically, as long as you've smoked Flasite that day, you don't get the detrimental penalty. Uh, three to four gets you a negative two penalty to charisma checks. If you have five or six addiction points uh, or levels, you get a negative three penalty to charisma and dexterity checks. If you're at seven to eight, you get a negative five penalty to charisma and dexterity checks. And when you get to nine or ten, ten, by the way, is the maximum. You can't go any higher than that. If you get up to either level 9 or 10 of addiction, you have a negative 5 penalty to all checks unless the creature has consumed flasite in the last 24 hours. If a creature reaches this level of addiction, they permanently gain the following trait. That trait is susceptible to addiction. The creature has a history with addiction and is susceptible to falling into old habits. Any saving throws related to addiction will be made at disadvantage. So if you ever let yourself get to the point where you're addicted, you are now, like, way more likely to get addicted again, and that applies to all substances. I have a new goal. Oof. We're going to get to level 10. <laughs> this is actually Keep in mind be... I'm not fucking promoting addiction. <laughs> no, that, that's, like, that's one thing I was... I was Challenge gonna, accepted. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is, like, for people who, like, in real life, might have addiction, like, oh, you're trying to get addicted as a game. Cool. And that's the only downfall I'm seeing of all uh -huh, this year. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's not a challenge. It is a consequence. But I can appreciate your dedication to role play to uh, enlightening the world to the struggles of addiction. And this is going to be really easy to get like a 15, a DC 15 constitution check. Is mm -hmm. It's not that hard to fail. Not that hard to fail. Uh, which, you know, hopefully everybody listening at home, uh, whether you personally or somebody you know has struggled with addiction, um... I know that I have, and I know that people I know have, people very close to me, and uh, again, I tried to make the rules for addiction as close to the realities that I've seen, which is that shit accelerates really fast, and it's uh, pretty fucking hard to get rid of, so. And remember, you have, uh, I'm not sure how long this campaign goes, but it might be fun for like, you know, the first month, as addiction may be, but for the next year and a half, you're gonna have these disadvantages <laughs> and really not have fun. You know, um, just an idea the the level maybe should be kept secret maybe kept by the dm hmm interesting uh that would actually also make it more realistic 
Just an idea. And basically, as long as you keep doing it, the effects of the addiction are all but invisible. Again, I was going for realism there. That is an interesting point. I think uh, I think when we come around to that. Uh, by the way, do you know how to do the secret rolls to me? No. Uh, if you do a slash W in front of your roll and go ahead and test it now, that will whisper it to the GM. Slash W space roll. Uh, I think you still have to do the slash roll, but I will have to try it out. Oh, I see. Uh... Oh, it's uh, GM roll. So slash G-M-R-O-L-L and then the dice roll. You and the GM see the result for great hidden secrets. Okay. Okay. So, yep, I saw your 1D2 there. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else did. Okay. So that would be, uh, so I would roll, uh, okay, so GM roll 1D20. (laughs) (laughs) How come that didn't work? (gasps) Uh, You gotta put the slash before the W. Oh. <laughs> with with Sam with boop, Sam boop sixty nine <laughs> best password ever boobs sixty nine okay so there you go there are the rules for addiction the rules for God Flotsam are similar uh, keep in mind that addiction if you do end up in that susceptible to addiction uh, getting that trait that that is permanent. And it applies across all um, different types of drugs. So if we discover other drugs that we want to incorporate into the game, that those will be part of it. Yay, discovering drugs. Um, And I'd like it to be known that everybody except Jerry is not promoting the use of drugs. Wait, is that correct? I hate drugs. You hate drugs? Drugs are for losers. All right. Drugs are whack. Okay, I guess, squares. Well, I don't know. I guess that because I, I did state at one point back then doing druid drugs. So druid drugs. Yeah, you're like you got some mushrooms and stuff, don't you? Yeah, we'll have to make some rules about those. We gotta. I'm not promoting, but you know, I mean, hey, this god flotsam stuff can give you plus two to strength and wisdom. Uh, keep in mind that for a lot of the different drugs, and uh, maybe we'll figure out something with the druid thing because that is like that's part of druid culture. Uh, but one of the things that I'm doing with this is I am adjusting the DC roll for each of these. So, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, flat I should probably adjust down a little bit, but that's a DC 15. God Flotsam, I believe I made a DC 17. Um, there are other drugs that'll probably be like a DC 20. Uh, we might find some stuff that's even more addictive where it's like a DC 10. So. The, uh, penalty, how long does the penalty last for? Uh, the penalty lasts as long as you have the addiction. So, like, if you've got, let's say, for example, a, a level five worth of addiction, you get a negative three penalty to charisma and dexterity checks, unless you've smoked flasite or consumed flasite in the last 24 hours. Um, so, as long as you have that penalty and you haven't smoked the drugs, then you'll have that penalty. Uh, you do have a chance at regaining, or rather, I should say, losing levels of addiction if you take a long rest. Interesting. That's almost like not worth it. That's like, well, it's like you get hung. I get uh, do, 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 10 minutes of plus two to charisma and then like a permanent negative one to charisma. But it's all situational for like what we're in. Maybe we really need some strength, really need some charisma. But tip plus two is not a big bonus. Like that is like 10%. Yeah, not a lot though. I mean, ultimately... I mean, I, I, 
It may seem like not a big bonus. It may seem appealing because all you have to do is just keep smoking it every day and you won't have the negative effects. I mean, like, like I said, I, I kind of horribly designed this to be as close to what I've had experience with addiction for in real life. It's like, as long as you keep doing it, everything's fucking fine. I think it needs to be like, yeah, screw it. All right. Duly you can noted. make your own choices. Yeah. You uh, set the rules. Now we decide if we want to we wanna smoke drugs or not. Okay. Uh, I did, by the way, I'll just throw this out there because I thought this was uh, an interesting one. Um, the one additional real effect with God Flotsam is that a creature who consumes God Flotsam tea, because uh, I did make it so that you had to consume it as a tea. Uh, anybody who consumes the tea has a 75% chance of having a vision. The contents and truthfulness of this vision are at the DM's discretion. Hmm. So does, does it have to be consumed hot? Or can you have like iced tea? A cold brew? I think you could make a cold brew. You guys just want to have vials of God Flotsam tea ready at, you know, in the moment? Maybe. Why wouldn't we? I don't know. It's up to you. Can we take multiple drugs at the same time? Uh, you can. Just keep in mind you're making like addiction rolls for each one. Like it's a cumulative effect. Like if I, let's, if I'm addicted to God Flotsam and flashlight do i have to uh like smoke or drink both of those if you don't want the negative effects yes you have to continue consuming both so those are the brand new rules specific to flashlight and god flotsam again i apologize to anybody who is diligently following the rules unlike anybody in this room um those are the <laughs> Those are the new rules for drugs. We will continue to add new, new rules for drugs as time goes on, but that's uh, that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, so let's play some fucking uh, let's play some fucking fucking D and D. D. Uh, very first thing to establish, of course. Oh, I know what we need to establish. Oh, you got the handing yes. you the rod of plot point. Rod of plot points. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say we need a town drug dealer is what we need. Ooh, sure, it's not you. Wow. That could be uh, Let's think about that Hold on Profitable <laughs> <laughs> Oh dungeons and spreadsheets Here we I, go again I am, yeah. I am the town crier So uh, <laughs> I get around a lot I thought you were just yeah. gonna be I mean you're, you're working your way up It would probably be someone higher Who could actually control the endpoint I don't I'm not the town drug dealer Not yet anyway Not yet What a thing to aspire to though huh Hey He who controls the spice <laughs> we need a drug called the spice that allows you to fold space <laughs> that's a few levels from now can we make her can we can i get a chemistry set i need a chemistry set and a camper i think you you could be the local alchemist <laughs> i can be something you work towards what you could uh fjordan you could be my my uh, sidekick you got like some experience and drugs you could help me uh no, i don't do acquire you know um, special special ingredients he's gonna be your jesse yeah i'm just gonna tell you now it didn't turn out very well for jesse yeah yeah I, I've, I've seen the the show history of, of this town i don't think i'd be uh he got away didn't he interested in that life he was in a hole for like six months i don't think anybody comes out of that all right he was all fucked up in that like a uh, sequel movie what you gonna do with that rod? Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do? 
Well, he's going to hang on because the first thing we need to do is we need to review the job board because it's been a while since we've actually been back in town and we have actually reviewed the job board. Is there a lot of jobs? Uh, there's a couple jobs. Uh, let's start off with the one that's been hanging on and you guys can actually do something about it. That is the So Spice mission. Duga Smelsh has another request for you. Bring him the spice, which by the way, you have. It's a trip that will take several days, but he's willing to pay you for it. A hundred gold if you can bring back a sack of these things. Keep in mind, again, you have that sack. These uh, things. What are these things? It was the Armstrong seeds that you collected. Oh, seeds. Uh, your second oldest quest on the thingamabob is Cursed Mine. Ecolias Blingerstone would like your help investigating a mine. Contact him for details. And then finally, the newest mission that got added is Frogtastic. Unrelated, by the way, to the previous frog things. This one is from the Wilder people. Uh, they would like you to uh, go collect some frog stuff. So okay. go talk to the Wilder people if you want to go fucking, fucking mm -hmm. fuck with some frogs. Does I, it, why, does it, no more other details? Just want to fuck with frogs? Did, well, is, I mean, it any, is it related to our frog? Uh, it's not that. related to that, but you go talk to them for more details. Okay. I think that the cursed mind I overheard while down um, visiting uh, Holden Tall style at the, trying to even think what we named that place, the watering hole. When we were down there, I overheard that uh, Ecolias Bringerstone was looking for a task, needed adventurers, but man, I really don't trust Ecolias a whole lot. Oh, you think, are you saying we shouldn't take that job or I, just be I, careful? I I'll just say be careful. I mean, if you if you remember if you look down at his picture down there, he will uh he will take his straw. Drink your milkshake. He will drink your milkshake, which is seeing this task of a milkshake. The Blinger Stone logo mm -hmm. is a milkshake. They're hoping to bring us to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is the well, picture well a Sunday? Because he'll drink your milkshake. He takes his straw. He did you did you not look it at all up? Did you not look at the picture of Ecolias Blingerstone? Not, no, I didn't. Yeah. Is it him? Let me throw that up in your fucking face. Daniel Plainview. I'm Daniel Plainview. This is my son and my partner, H.W. Plainview. I'm an oil man. Yep. Okay. He looks a lot taller than a hill dwarf. Just saying. And while I shouldn't... Yep. Again, while we should not not take the job, but uh, let's just be wary. Well, fellas... What do you guys think? We can go get the, go get some cash money, get rid of these uh, seeds, go to a cursed mine, or go see about a frog or two. Yeah, we should uh, get rid of these seeds. I'm not touching them though. You're not gonna touch one. We got too close. Me, me and them, we, we've, we've talked enough. I don't really wanna. Nah, you can get rid of them. It's cool. Does it take everybody to take these to do them? I mean, you guys can do them. You can have one person bring all three seeds.
Campaign 2, Episode 30, Flass and McNutt, was released on July 12, 2020. If you keep coming back to us, we'll keep coming back to you. Because we are... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Probably not even against the law. I don't know. I mean, it would be a... I don't know. I don't know. Space law. There's no law. <laughs> International space. Space force is coming after you. Space, yeah, it's against space force.